is the Storymobile podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. The St. Paul Almanac book was created in 2005 and has since been released annually. The goal is to bring together the diverse community of St. Paul through literary arts. The Almanac is a meeting place for sharing stories and artwork of our community. This year, the St. Paul Almanac released their 11th volume, On a Collected Path. As part of a reading festival, authors have gathered at various venues throughout St. Paul to read their fabulous work. On Friday, May 12th, readers gathered at Cahoots Coffee Shop in St. Paul to read their pieces from St. Paul Almanac's Volume 11, On a Collected Path. Uh, our next reader is Ronald Craig Spong, and uh, what I know about him is he spent his formative years in St. Paul before his family moved to Rochester. His hometown lured him back after college, military service, and marriage when he and Katie embarked upon raising four children in Merriam Park. Retired after 40 years in public health, he writes about his experience. Please give Ronald a welcome. Hi. Thank you. <clears throat> Uh, this was also in the family section. Uh, she did not mention Swedes, but here I am. Uh, it's entitled, The Loon Calls. It all began with my father, known as Cliff, by his Swedish immigrant parents, Oscar and Marta, who settled in Minnesota in the late 1800s. Who we learned it from, I never knew, but it started innocently enough when I was very young. My father would yell, Ronnie, come home right now, so loudly that the whole neighborhood would hear him. My other mother, Edna, would plead with him to lower his voice so as not to embarrass the family. Resigned to an alternate means to summon his son, my father would cup his two hands together, cover his thumb knuckles in it with his parted lips, and then lightly blow into the hand-formed chamber. Hermann von Helmholtz, would have been impressed by my father's version of the Jew German physicist's resonator, akin to blowing across the top of a bottle to make a sound. Let's see if I can actually do it. Oh, something like that, anyhow. I'm too nervous. <laughs> by carefully opening and closing the remaining four fingers of one hand, which was uh, firmly clasped around the other hand, the pitch of the emanating found sound could be varied along with its loudness by controlling his breath's intensity. Intrigued by my father's handcrafted sounds, I pleaded with him to teach me. After years and many humbling attempts, mostly humbling, that were sometimes aesthetically pleasing but more often flat, I eventually learned to duplicate the sounds that he made. In particular, I was, it was his mimicry of a loon's plaintive call that I especially sought to perfect. Eventually, I succeeded in imitating the call of a loon, including the loon's trilling or tremolo that reminded me of laughter. Many years later, my loon calls waxed rhapsodic, wafting through the streets of our Marion Park neighborhood and beyond. Upon hearing the loon call, our children, Bridget, Shelley, Christopher, and Laura, would come running home, running, would come running home for dinner, chores, and, or bedtime became so much a part of our family's ritual that it was found utility even in our travels. As our family matured, eventually married, the loon calls became a tradition even among our grandchildren. 
One summer, our eldest, Bridget, was enjoying a break from her freshman college classes with her good friend Mary at the Two Harbors campground along the North Shore of Lake Superior, escaping the prying eyes of their parents who were some 200 miles south the underage teenagers were relaxing in their tent, drinking beer, and having a really good time. Suddenly, Bridget perked up, raised her hand, and motioned to Mary to be quiet. There it was again, another loon call. Uncertain, she waited until she heard it a third time. Oh my God, it's my dad, Bridget said suddenly. Worried, Mary replied, what did you say? Didn't you hear that loon call? Bridget responded in a growing panic. That's my dad's way of trying to find me. He must be out there somewhere searching for me. If he finds me with this beer, I'm going to be in really big trouble and get grounded for sure. With that, the two of them dumped their beers outside of the tent and hid the bottles. Then they went searching for me as he heard the loon call again. However, after walking around the campground without finding me, they wandered down to the shoreline of Burlington Bay. Again, they heard the loon call. Bewildered, they looked out into the bay within the direction of the sound. They realized that the call was coming from a real loon swimming offshore and not from me. Relieved, they laughed heartily and resumed their adventure. Some years later, while attending a Prairie Home Companion street dance, I put my father's training to the ultimate test. Garrison Keeler announced a loon calling contest and invited participants to perform on the outdoor stage. Urged on by others who had heard me practice my loon calls on the sidewalk, I joined the contest, but momentarily I lost my skill to stage fright. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> to hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.